Hey, welcome back to Hour 3 of Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. I'm here with my guests, Michael and Ro Tachias. And uh, we've been having a fantastic show today, talking about all kinds of stuff. I, it seems like uh, the, the, it's kind of gone towards talking about this world conflict we have that seems to be brewing up all around the world, in which we're basically seeing the world divided into two two factions. Now, it used to be back during World War II we were dealing with the Axis and the Allies. But, you know, like what we were talking about during the, uh, during the break, Michael, is, is, is America the, really the good guy anymore? I mean, are we... It used, to be very, it used to be a very clear line during World War II. I mean, the Nazis were definitely evil. I mean, you can't even dispute that fact. They were evil. And they were trying to spread their evil across the entire world. And they came very close to accomplishing that. I think if Adolf Hitler would have ran a, a smarter war, he probably could have won. I mean, they certainly had the technology at the time. They had jet airplanes. I think the, uh, the bottom line, and you're, uh, and you're right about all those things there, but this is about good and evil. It is. And the, the, the bottom line is this, is that in order, and this is in my opinion, in my belief, uh, is that uh, they have to destroy America. They have to destroy Christianity. And the, the, the ultimate goal is to, uh, is to go after Israel. And you think about all those countries right now that the focus has always been on Israel and the battle and the debates and uh, all the wars that are going on. And how the U.S. has always supported and backed Israel, and now they want to change that. Um, so they're breaking down America. They're breaking down everything that we stand for. they got to change that personality of what we used to be to something that's immoral and evil in order to justify uh, their agenda to go after Israel, to destroy it. And uh, that's just me. Um, and I firmly believe that, uh, and that's why they're destroying Christianity. I can remember when they were wanting to shut down uh, the churches on the bases, you know, and that uh, they didn't want us to pray. They says, "Hey, we don't we don't pay you guys to be praying on the front lines." I'd be looking at those guys like, "What?" I, you know, I'm like, "Wow." Seems like in those cases you'd want to pray more than anything. Oh yeah, so <laughs> it's like so, pray that we survive another day. Exactly, and and I and again I, I believe uh, why I'm alive today is because the good Lord surrounded me with His angels. They were my troops. Yeah, got me home to my family. I, I'm very blessed. That's the reason what we're doing. We're doing at Cabazone, you know. Yeah. And uh, and but it everything goes back to our wars are fought about religion and your beliefs. And that's what's going on right now. And that's why they're tearing down the whole system, because it's all based off of the Christian foundation. The U.S. flag, why are they burning it? Why are they, you know, knocking down statues everywhere? Yeah. You know, and uh, uh, it just uh, it's one thing after another. You know, they're changing how the school operates at all levels, you know, Um the so, evil is invading our country from within, yeah. and then at the same time, uh, like we were talking about earlier, the other parts of the world, and even Val Vladimir Putin, sees the United States, from his point of view, as evil. Well, and at, uh, and, and to, to, to some 
extent, I can say, well, I can kind of see where he might have that might have that point of view. I think yeah. a lot of evil things are going on in this country too. And is our military going to be pushing an evil agenda? I mean, they've certainly been trying to transform our military into some kind of woke thing that we don't even recognize. And it's um, it's a Russian leader that had said we will take America without firing a single shot. Yeah, they'll take it from the inside because. I said it earlier. We're gonna eat. We're gonna eat our own, right? Yeah. And we're rotting from the inside, and we have millions of illegal aliens in this country now, and who are gonna get to vote? Who are gonna get to vote? And, and then, not only that, but here's and I'd like to hear your point of view on this one too, Michael. Is that our our sleeper cells now in our country? They've always been. Are here. they waiting for the moment to strike they've in a major been. way? They've, they've, they've always, always been, been here, here, and they've they've infiltrated our government. They've infiltrated our school systems, and it's been going on. You go, you can go back decades, all the way back to uh, Vietnam when they were infiltrating the system, uh, and think about who those folks were at Hollywood that. Uh, that promoted those ideals. I remember the whole McCarthyism era and, and all that. He was but, actually finding actual Nazis in in Hollywood. Th- think about Hanoi Jane. You know, yeah. that's, that's just one example. And what now we've instead of the one Hanoi Jane, we've got like tens of thousands of them running all over loose in the country. Yeah. Uh, so um, it's uh, it's incredible what's happening, and it's happening so fast, and it's overwhelming, and we can't even keep up with it. But here's the, maybe this is a good thing that some of those, uh, you know, immigrants coming in are coming in with strong Christian views. They're Catholics. They don't believe in all this n- abortion. They don't believe in all this uh, devil worshiping, uh, you know, programs. I call them programs, but they're, what they're pushing into the school systems, you know what I mean? Because uh, communism is based off of that. Mm-hmm. It's based off of that evil empire. Well, think about what. Um, our neighbor, Merv, he's from Czechoslovakia, right? He's in his 70s. And then my friend Julie, who is Vietnamese, they both are immigrants over here. They're terrified. They're terrified. Both of them keep, you know, well, not so much Merv, but both of them (laughs) keep very quiet because they left their home country because of what was happening in their countries to come to America where they, you know, own land they have their own businesses you know the freedom and they're terrified you know i left home 40 years ago to come here i've built all this up and and here i'm right back where i started that's what their their fear is yeah they're seeing this country getting torn apart absolutely because they but they, they but know where it ends up but it's interesting those minorities they don't vocalize they still feel like I'm a foreigner here, even though they're full-on American citizens, came here legitimately, literally started their own business, which is a lot, you know, definitely hard for a foreigner to come, right? Learned the language, learned the way of life, all of it, and they're paranoid. They're going to have to give it up because this is exactly what I ran away from. And, well, and well think about it. They're they're coming from oppressed countries. Yeah. And uh, and the same thing. The the education systems destroyed there. The health systems destroyed there. They don't they don't they, or doesn't exist. And those people have been oppressed for so long. And that's what communism is. That's to oppress the people. Yeah, but we're preaching. America is preaching that. Oh my God, you've been oppressed. Who's been oppressed? 
in America. Who truly has been oppressed People in America in don't America. know what oppression is. Absolutely not. Even the homeless people in America are live better, better than most, most people do in a lot of countries. You're right. You're right. They have no idea. And Michael and I have both have lived in other countries, being raised as military families, right? And I think of how many people haven't even left the United States. It's different. It's considerably different going on vacation to Mexico. Yeah. Okay. We're not we're not talking about vacation. I've, I've been to a resort in in Mexico. Okay. I know what that's like. So we're yes. not talking about going on vacation. We're talking right. living every day and not even living on base. I never lived on base once when I lived overseas. Yeah. Every country we ever lived in, we lived on the economy. Okay. For a reason, we wanted to be in the country, experience the country, live like they did. Americans have no idea what you're letting in the door. You have no idea. Yeah. How lucky we had it because it's it's slipping out of our hands quickly. So as far as this, I believe there's this Chinese infiltration of America going on. I mean, they're smart about how they're doing this. Mm-hmm. Like right now, there's this big debate over TikTok going on where they're talking about TikTok, where TikTok's being used to collect information. And it probably is. Everything is. You have you know, a cell phone. Social media itself is being, you know, overall, Twitter, Facebook, uh, all of them are being used to collect information. People willingly share everything about their life in social media. Mm-hmm. And they're using this to collect information. Well, it goes a lot worse than that. I, I was read this interesting article um, in which it's talking about China is collecting DNA from the world's population so that they can wipe out specific racial groups. Mm-hmm. Now, I saw that in a recent James Bond movie where they, they were talking about that very technology where you, you basically infect people with this... Um, essentially, it's a virus, and if their DNA is not keyed to what this virus is supposed to destroy, mm-hmm. you're fine. But you carry around this virus with you everywhere you go, and if you come in contact with somebody that meets that specific DNA profile, you're going to kill them by being around them. Mm-hmm. That's how James Bond died in the last movie. And I'm sorry, if you haven't seen the movie, that's your own fault. It came out a long time ago. <laughs> you know, Spoiler. I, um, I, I think about, uh, I read this article, uh, gosh, back in the 80s, uh, and it was talking about the Spanish flu. And, uh, and they were trying to figure out what were the causes of the Spanish flu and how it derived and blah, blah, blah. So uh, think about what was going on in Europe at the time. This is World War One. Chemical and biological warfare was intense. Yeah. Think about all the millions of people that were killed just alone by that. And uh, but the findings that they were in the research were showing was that Mother Nature it was defending herself, you know, and brought this flu, this virus out to destroy this other problem that was going on. And this is, this is the way I feel about it is that this is something like, you know, a God thing that, uh, you know, uh, you start messing with mother nature, she's going to come back tenfold on you. Remember those commercials. Don't mess with mother. Don't, don't fool around with Mother Nature. <laughs> I remember right? those. Yeah, the butter commercial. <laughs> the butter commercial. The fake butter. Fake butter. Exactly. So these things will come back to haunt us. You know, we start altering and changing things and, uh, and you know, like 
think about it when they when uh, the Tower of Babel they says, hey, God said, don't build the the stairway to heaven. Yeah, don't build yeah. that tower. And what are we doing? We're we're trying to go to Mars and all these places. And and why? We're spending hundreds of billions of dollars on these programs. Why? You know, why do we have this space force that they're creating right now? Think about that. Why? Do we really know what's going on in space? I don't think we do. You know, there there are, and you think about this, okay? You think about we supposedly went to the moon in the 60s, -hmm. yet we're having so much trouble going back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did it ever really happen? You know, yeah. Six, uh, let's see, the 60s, over 60 years later. Right. And it should be easy by now, right? Right. You would think. Hey, in 2020, what, 2022, 2023, I wanted the Jetson car. You know, That's the right. Jetsons, well, you thought we, we, we'd be there by now. You thought, yeah, you thought we'd be there by now. Yeah, right. I mean, we go to the moon in the 60s and. and hey, 60- there is this show Michael and I just watched on Netflix, mm-hmm. literally called UFO. It's only four episodes oh really it's on netflix right now is uh-huh. it is it good oh my gosh I'll have to watch I, we've it. i mean it's not here's what's interesting it's not just the typical you know ufo joe blow you know that all the other shows these are senators these are other politicians these are governors these are scientists and I mean, they are tell- these are military people really? whose lives have been destroyed because they were never supposed to disclose, right? I mean, the things that have been leaked, it's, it's fascinating. This is probably the best Uf- UFO show we have ever seen. So, Four Michael, episodes. tell me, on your deathbed, are you going to spill your guts <laughs> on some really good stuff? I will. Uh, Better get close. Uh, Yes, I will. I, I plan on doing that. Yeah, a lot of people have done that. My wife keeps telling me, you need to write a book. And I think, my God, if I write a book, uh, you know, I know so many dark secrets and, uh, and a lot of uh, crazy stuff that was done by, you know, you know, here's the thing. Uh, when you love your country and you're patriotic, and uh, I, it was an honor to serve as a soldier and work with some great people. I mean, great mentors. Um, and then... And then to be faced with all this other controversy that's now coming up, that's it's, it's happening for our, you know, right in front of us. And I've been exposed to it at different levels. You know, I can talk about crazy stories over here at Kirtland, you know, uh, and, uh, and I've been waiting for some of that stuff to be exposed on some of those things. I'm, so I'm waiting, like, when is that going to come out? Right. This kind of thing here. And, uh, and nobody wants to look at you like you're a kook. And I'm sure they probably do look at me as a kook because you believe in a lot of these things. You're seeing things happening. Well, UFOs are kind of becoming mainstream now. I mean, they have come out and admitted, yes, they do exist. So uh, here's the here's a crazy thing, and I and I and I will say it, uh, and maybe it's the right time. Um, so I come back from Afghanistan, and so you know you're coming back from the war, and I've always been very outspoken guy, no matter who it is, even you can not talk to any of the generals. They know me right away. They would turn around, hey, Mike, what do you think about that? Because they know. I'm not politically correct. It gets you in trouble. Yeah. So an incident happened on the base there, in a very classified area of the base. And uh, it was a shocker because, you know, I didn't believe in UFOs. I used to make fun of that, you know, anybody that did, you know. And uh, so it was always very controversial. And you'd see movies and shows or what have you. I I never believed in that. But I had an experience. The thing about it, this is 2006. I can't remember... 
the the month. But when it did, when this thing happened, it was in it was during daylight hours, early in the morning. I want to say like probably six thirty in the morning, uh, in the summertime, witnessed by hundreds, hundreds of people that work on base, and it put the base on alert. There was a UFO over a, a very classified area, and you'll and you and it's called uh, Laser Hill. Okay. So, so here was an experience that happened, and people were dumbfounded by it, and people didn't want to talk about it. And if you try to talk to them about it, they were afraid of it, and they they witnessed it along with me and other people. But then later on, you know, I documented the whole thing. I took pictures, wrote a report, ended up going back overseas. Years later, I come back and uh, and asked, you know, hey, what happened to all the documentation, and all that? This is oh, they were, it was all taken by the FBI. Why? Think about that. Right. So uh, and I. So just, you saw this too. I witnessed it. What did it look like? <laughs> so it, it 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 didn't make noise. It didn't have lights on it. Uh, it reminded me of the the tic tac that these Navy guys were witnessing. They were like they talked about them, and you saw pictures of them. And they, so now let me tell you something that I've watched that tic tac video, and okay. what um, what I saw was something that was appeared to be you couldn't distinguish what it actually looked like. Sure, is that what you saw? Well. So did it lack detail? No, it, it was to me it was very detailed. Now, okay. th- now th- I know that uh, there's uh, programs that they deal with holograms and things like that. Yeah. And people say, "Hey, that was a hologram." I'm going, you know what? But it cast a shadow over Laser Hill, and right. Laser Hill's not little, and it's it was big, and it wasn't like the 40 foot or 50 foot tic tacs that the Navy was experiencing out in you know wherever they were they were uh, right. on mission. This was. Low level, and I've done a lot of jumping out of planes, so I can kind of guesstimate, you know, hey, the elevation, how high it was, right? You know, and uh, everybody there, and I mean, the, the, all the Air Force and all their security people were freaking out. I said, hey, I asked us, the, the military police, I said, hey, what is that, sir? That's a UFO, and I go, you damn right it is. How how big do you think it was? I would say it was as big as a football field. It could have been bigger. But okay. it was massive. And it, what it, did it, what, how was it shaped? It, what did it, it look looked, like? It looked like, uh, to me, like a, a football, a little bit exaggerated like a football. It wasn't a Zeppelin. And see, this is the thing. My background, I went to schools where you study the threat levels, aircraft all over the world. Right. You know you know what your enemy flies. Yeah. This thing was massive. And, it's, and, it's, and it wasn't a balloon. Balloons are very distinct. What, what color was it? It was metallic silver. Okay. No windows, no lights. It was silent. It was hovering, and then it slowly just disappeared, but no noise. And it was, uh, and to me, you know, coming from the war and being who I am, you know, it didn't trouble me. I thought, wow, I finally get to see one of these things, right? Right. Yeah. Where everybody else, it was disturbing. Everybody, even close friends I talked to that witnessed it, they didn't want to talk about it. It was overwhelming. There were scientists, engineers there, and everything else. Some of you know, top level people, directors. The same thing. Everybody went through this sh- like they were shocked, and then they didn't want to talk about it. And I didn't understand that. I thought, wow, it's a good thing you went overseas in the front lines with me because if you're that weak and you can't stand up for this, what are you going to do in the front lines? Well, you know, yeah. what if so one you, of them you, comes to attack us at some point but, in time? But, but well, it, I'm talking. <laughs> you know? I'm talking about what just if they're sta- not friendly. I'm, yeah, well, I'm just basically <laughs> talking about people standing up. 
you know, for what they believe in. Or acknowledging, acknowledging something right. happened. People get scared. And that's what's going across the country with everything. They're using that fear factor, whatever it is, you know, and not necessarily the UFOs, but everything politically. They're using fear to control the people, to divide the people. But, you know, the bottom line is this, is that, hey, in the end, the good Lord is going to reveal everything to us. I'm not worried about it because yeah. you know we're we're temporary on this earth. Sure, you know my my father who uh, like I like I brought it up. You know he comes from that era of Vietnam and Korea. He talked about the deep state back then. Me and my brothers think my dad's like you know out there right. His era, you know, and he comes from the depression. He talked about all those things, and and we just took it as a grain of salt. And then later on, now we're being faced with it. You know, in my era, uh, so. There's relevancy to all this stuff. And the good Lord is going to reveal a lot of stuff to us, and the red flags are out there. And we're seeing it. We're seeing this country change quickly, drastically. We're seeing the war in Europe develop. It's getting bigger. All these things are happening. But there's a lot of things going on, and they use a lot of disinformation, our government, to to throw these smoke screens out there for the people. Some of these things could be fake that they're using. Some of it could be technology. But... In the end, we'll all find out. And but why is why is there this big cover up? Why is our government spending hundreds of millions of dollars to figure this thing out? What is it? And then they're, they they go they go back and forth. They they say, hey, this happened, this didn't happen. So when you throw that kind of information out, it, you, you don't trust the system. Have you ever heard of a a term called Project Bluebeam? I have. Yes. You, but I don't have no comment about it. I think you had that look on your face. You know, I, I, I had a, a friend of mine talking to me about that, about these UFO sightings and things mm-hmm. like that. And, and, you know, I know it's been obvious the past few years they've been doing things to intentionally scare people into yeah. submission. And a friend of mine was saying, you know, this is Project Bluebeam. They're, they're, they've figured out some way to project these, these believable... Um, you know, holographic projections. Yes, uh, that look like UFOs, and there—it's yet another way of trying to scare people. Sure, and, and it's like I don't know. Is it? I don't know. Maybe. And that and that has been some of the. Uh, but debate. you've heard of Project Bluebeam. I saw that look on your face. Yes. Well, that's why I brought up the. Is that one of those? That's why he brought up the shadow. That's why he brought up the shadow. Well, and this is the thing. So. Could it have been that at Kirtland? Yeah. You know, but why would everybody go on alert and and, and the base did not know they were going to do this? Yeah. Thing? And uh, and of course, you know, uh, you think about a very sensitive area of the base called Laser Hill and what they do, you know, and, and then this thing is right then and there. Could that have been from that? Is that our government? Or is it a real UFO? Who knows? So there's a debate about it. All I know is that, okay. If it was that thing, then why did it sh- cast a shadow, a massive shadow over Laser Hill? Right. That was always the puzzling part for me, you know. So I don't know. Huh. But it's, uh, you know, at, at the rate of what we're seeing worldwide and the wars and everything else, you know, it's, uh, and, and you think about everything biblically, you know, it, these are the things that are happening. Well, deception and everything like that is part of the end times and sure. people being deceived and right. everything being inverted and, and up being down and right being wrong and all of right. that is just normal. Uh, it, right. it's, it's part of prophecy. Right. 
Oh yeah. And I, I've mentioned that before. And it's like, I, I, I tell friends all the time. It's like, you know, I don't believe that, you know, a lot of people I know believe, oh, this is all going to turn around and everything's going to be wonderful again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how, how can you possibly believe that? You know, I told my wife this, uh, before we ever started, uh, dating, um, I was in school making that transition to become an officer. So I had yeah. to go back to college and take all these courses. So I always put background, you know, low key stuff off the TV there to do my homework. Right. And I hear this, uh, this Senate sub committee investigation, uh, going on. And the head of CIA guy was Bush. Yeah. Old man Bush. The old man Bush. And, uh, and the president of the United States was Jimmy Carter. And he's, you know, Jimmy Carter has his debate going on with, with the head of CIA, you know, old man Bush. And, and he says, hey, look, I'm the president of the United States. I can't even go down to Area 51. Why? You know, right. I'm, I'm the main guy. But you, you can go down there. And he and uh, he said, "I want to know what you guys." So they won't let the president go to Area Fifty One, right? Right. He can't go down there. So I, I don't I, understand that. Okay. Well, well, it's they're protecting whatever they are down there, and so. But that that would that would mean that they're like a government and uh, um, to themselves, right? Sure. Exactly. But how how how, <laughs> how does that even work? Because that's what the CIA does. <laughs> but. <laughs> But but think about think about here they had this investigation going on and I've been searching on the internet trying to find this thing again. Yeah. To look it up. I've heard of Area Fifty One. I've heard of, of another place which apparently is even more secretive, where the real stuff is going on called S two. Mm. I've heard of that one. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that yes, one? Yes, I have. Okay. So yeah. Uh, but uh, what was ironic about the whole thing is that Jimmy Carter is getting wound up about this whole thing, and then but. It's the statement that that Bush made, and he goes, "There's some things that we can't release." And you know, and, and, and the president was saying, "Hey, we're we're this is America now. We're prepared for whatever you got down there. What do you got? Aliens, UFOs. What do you got down there? Yeah, we're prepared for this. Yeah, you know, disclose it." He never said what they had down there. Bush never said what they had down, but he's but he goes, he says, "Look, if I released what we have down there." It could change the history of the world. It could cause wars. It could change what religions are about. Why would he say that? Well, yeah. Well, and, 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 and a little slip of the tongue, I believe, that Trump did when he was president. He mentioned something. He was talking about, like, uh, Elon Musk and and Bezos and stuff like that. Said that, well, these guys are still playing with rockets. And it's like, what else is there? <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. I don't so, know. Uh, so that was that whole thing has always stayed with me, and and uh, and I've never ever seen them bring that up in these shows. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So you're wondering why is that always left out, and why, you know, think about uh, what happened with uh, President Nixon. Who was his best uh, golfing buddy? Who? President Nixon, his right. Uh, so, who's the the uh, the comedian, the actor? I can't think of his name right off the top of my head right now. I just uh, drew a blank. Uh, um, and he had a he had a show that went back in the '60s and the '50s. Uh, let's think that over on the break, and we'll come a, back. Yeah, give me a minute. Okay, so we'll be right back with the final segment. You're listening to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella, and uh, don't go anywhere. The final segment, I think, is going to be really interesting. We'll be back. Jackie Gleason. Uh, 
Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband-and-wife team since 2004. Individual coaching, ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214 or on the web at PerkinsProtectionTraining.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505 292 Hello, I'm Dr. Dan Lafferty. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Z from ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Putting off a trip to the dentist due to dental anxiety? Let us ease your fears. At ABQ Gentle Dentistry, we are gentle from your first phone call with the receptionist to the dental chair for treatment. We offer oral conscious sedation, IV sedation, and nitrous gas. We have the latest technology to handle all your dental needs right in our office. Same day crowns, 3D x-rays, 3D printing, digital intraoral photos, and laser technology. Let us transform your life by transforming your smile into a smile you can love. We also offer clear tray orthodontic therapy. You're part of the family here at ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Gentle's not just our name, it's how we treat our patients. We accept most insurance plans and also work with multiple lending companies to help make financing possible. Y hablamos español. We're located at 4550 Eubank Boulevard, Northeast, Suite 101. Give us a call at 505-292-8588 to begin your journey to an awesome smile. Or on the web at albuquerquegentledentist.com. Welcome back to the final segment of Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. I want to let you all know that uh, today is our first uh, day of our live streaming show in which we're live streaming on Rumble. And uh, you're listening to the replay if you're listening on KDAZ. But if you want to join us for the live show, you can uh, tune in. Well, actually tune into our Rumble channel on Friday mornings from 9 a.m. to noon. And just go to my website, freedomspeaknm.com, and on there you will see a link to Rumble. You click on that link, and then the uh, live streaming show will be the one on the top. Just click on that, and there you go. And hopefully by next week we'll have our phones up and running. We had a little bit of a technical problem with a little bit of echo on them, so we didn't use them today. Um, also, if you want to send your questions and comments, you can email us at freedom, well, actually Becca, B-E-C-C-A, at freedomspeaknm.com. And uh, let us know if you've got some comments, show suggestions, if you're somebody that uh, thinks maybe you might be an awesome guest let me know that too and we'll uh, we'll get you set up and get you on here with us so anyway lots of fun so you mentioned something um, Michael before the break uh, so you you remembered the name Jackie Gleason right Jackie Gleason, is yes. that the name you can't so what 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 was the deal with Jackie Gleason so uh, it, it kind of makes you wonder where the story originates from and um, so uh, I don't know 
all the details or how it developed. All I know is that this was brought on on a TV show back in the 80s about President Nixon and Jackie Gleason. Okay. And Jackie Gleason was very uh, close with Nixon. They played golf together quite a bit. Um, so it, it turns out that the president wanted to show Jackie Gleason, this is alleged, Yeah. what they had at this uh, air base, and, um, and I believe it was in Florida. And, uh, and you could probably... You know, substantiate that by McDill, looking at McDill, maybe? No, not no. Make, uh, Homestead, maybe, Air Base, okay. but, but I'm not certain. So that the the interesting part of it was that Jackie Gleason was disturbed from what he saw there that Nixon, President Nixon, disclosed to him. It bothered him his uh, the rest of his life, and, and then he disclosed that to his second wife, and she later came out and and also verified the story. But everything's alleged, you yeah, know, yeah. because you, we haven't heard nothing from the president or, or really from Jackie Gleason personally. But that was an interesting story. And, uh, and well, it, what did he see? Well, uh, it was disclosed that allegedly that they had aliens and they had a UFO at this airbase in, in the, Florida. In Florida, and that they were, and he wanted to show this to Jackie Gleason, who didn't have a clearance. And the thing about it is that. The president shows up through the front gate with is you know, normally they have all their secret service. Well, he came with Jackie Gleason by himself, so the airbase thought it was strange why the president would show up without his entourage and wanting to go over there and see what 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 they had locked up in the base. Okay, so this is what happened, uh, but it's another story. Okay, but it's an interesting story. Right, but that goes to your question of how come the president doesn't know. Because of you know, yeah, like I, I I find that interesting that the the leader of the country, the commander in chief, um, I've always thought of that as being a position in which you have access to absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. How I don't understand how they can keep the president of the United States out if he really wants to go there. I think it's a balance of power. Yeah, it, it even goes even with the CIA. Every, need to know everything is sep- of- supposed to be separated and compartmentalized. You know, but see, to- the CIA is is not even constitutionally a branch of the government. You're right. Yeah, they're they're a, they they're think an agency. They are. <laughs> they think they are. <laughs> Just like I'm always talking about all the time, these three letter agencies that think that they can pass laws. It's like, well, no, you don't have the constitutional authority to mm-hmm. pass a law. Only Congress can do that. Sure. So. That's really interesting that there would be places, I mean... I find that most three-letter agencies make me think of a three-letter acronym, WTF. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, that's that's fascinating. Sounds like a topic for my other radio show that I want to start here soon. Your late night. I'm going to start a late night show in which we're going to talk about UFOs, conspiracy yeah. theories. There's got to be some way to get somebody to disclose that whole investigative thing that was done, you know, with the president, with Jimmy Carter and the C- head of CIA, which was Bush at the time. Right. That whole thing and why it's not out. It just happened to be a thing I watched on TV for sure. It was fascinating. <coughs> And then you'll hear no more about it. Right. It just disappeared. Huh. So, anyway. Well, maybe it'll become part of Jimmy Carter's um, 
legacy? A library, you know, because he's he's close to passing on, right? Yeah, he even he even said he even said he was. Yeah, so maybe he has some things planned to be released when he, you know, crosses over. That he hopefully. So I had a clip I wanted to play. It's, uh, you know, I was talking about this whole thing with this, um, this thing with China, you know. And I want to ask you something or something I talked, I did some research a while back. <clears throat> and I was talking about how China's had this long, long-term plan to basically topple America, okay. And they've partially been doing it by getting us dependent on their goods, would be probably one of the things that they've been doing. But there was a Chinese general which had talked about uh, cleaning up America. Have you ever heard of that term being used, cleaning up America? No, I have not. Okay. That's what they used as uh, code speak for get rid of the people in America Uh so that we can move in. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, so I've I've got this clip. It. You know, you might find it rather interesting. It was the Epoch Times, and it was a um, interview with a guy by the name of Gordon Chang. You ever heard of him? No. Okay. Here, we'll just play this. Hold on a second. Let me uh, bring up the level on that particular computer. There we go. In 2017, China's National Defense University in its authoritative science of military strategy, actually wrote an article about a new type of biological warfare. It's the thing with the specific DNA thing I was talking about. Attacks. Mm-hmm. Now, Bill Gertz of the Washington Times actually has reported that American officials believe that the Chinese are actually working on such pathogens. And the Chinese themselves have been very open about it because for at least a half decade, a little bit longer, they've been actually talking about these ethnic-specific pathogens. And that's why I talk about a civilization killer, because this could end up leaving China as the world's only viable civilization, because all non-Chinese would be either sickened or killed by this. What would the interest of the CCP be in, you know, as you mentioned, using a civilization killer on much of the world if they were to kill all, say, non-Chinese or people of any one specific uh, racial background, because, of course, that's targeting DNA strands or changing viruses to target specific DNA strands. I, I guess one, what, what, one big question would be, why would they do that? What would the interest be for them? They would be able to rule the world. We know that the Chinese have imported um, the notion of uh, comprehensive national power, CMP. And CMP is a Soviet concept um, that um, is a collection of metrics to rank countries according to their power. And China wants to be number one. Now, there's two ways to get to be number one. One of them is you can strengthen your own country, and every country should be doing that. And the second is you weaken everybody else. And I think that Xi Jinping, after he saw what the coronavirus did to devastate China, then decided that he was going to weaken everybody else. Because by weakening everybody else, he could actually increase China's CMP ranking. And that is the maliciousness of the Chinese system. Hmm. Now, with the idea of doing of making bioweapons targeted at specific DNA strands related to racial groups, I know a lot of people might say, oh, that just that sounds too sci-fi for me. It sounds too far-fetched. Um, how can we prove that that's a viable approach to making biological weapons? Well, all we have to do, Josh, is just to read what uh, Chinese military researchers say. We, we don't have to speculate about this. 
Um, I think that this would be a hard task to do, but we do know that certain um, racial and ethnic groups are more susceptible or less susceptible to certain pathogens. How is this possible? I guess, what would you tell people in terms of how is, it, how is this possible? Well, it's just possible in that our DNA of humans is alike, but there are differences. And, and so, for instance, um, my wife comes from Hong Kong, and she told me, um, you know, during flu season when she was growing up, Chinese people would get flu, but it, either they didn't get it or it was very, very mild. But the flu did affect uh, the British and other foreigners in Hong Kong um, much more severely. And so that is something that is an example of what can happen. Um, and you can weaponize that. So China's working on this and they're devoting money. They're writing about it, uh, speaking about it, which means that we've got to be concerned that uh, they'll eventually find something. Now, So kind of kind of makes you wonder, don't it? It's like we've got this what I believe is this engineered Wuhan virus that came out and then. You know, we talked about how I, I, I've been disappointed by how weak Americans have become. And it's like over the past couple of years, how people just without question have stuck out their arm and allowed themselves to be injected with with what they have no idea what it is, an experimental uh, thing injected into their bodies. For all we know, and I've actually heard people talking about this idea that that so-called vaccine actually is like a ticking time bomb in everybody that took it. Well, we're seeing in, that happen. In which somebody can just flip a switch and everybody that took it will drop dead. But we're already seeing it as a time bomb, right? Yeah, it's we are. It's affecting these people, cardiac. and, and Oh, I, everybody I have talked to, at least almost everybody I've talked to that has uh, taken this so-called vaccine has told me stories in which they have had medical problems ever since. Now, you got a few people that haven't, which kind of makes you beg... people in the same situation. Yeah, beg the question about, did they receive saline? Did they not really get... Well, that's what I believe when you had, what, three presidents. You had Bush, Clinton, and Obama taking it on all together, getting the shot. What makes you think I think that that's putting in your arm what you're putting in everyone else's arm? Oh, yeah, and I even heard the stories that they were using, uh, like the the fake uh, syringes like they use in Hollywood movies. Yeah. In which nothing really penetrates your skin at all. Would that shock you? Not not really. No, I don't think anything would shock me at this point. Well, it kind of makes you uh, wonder why the uh, government has lifted the ban and all these deadly... Uh, you know, funding for all these experiments and what have you, the research on all these deadly viruses and pathogens. You know, this is just something that happened recently. You know, where before we had strict guidelines that that kind of stuff would not be done here in America. Think about what's going on in the Ukraine with those with those labs that are there, and why are they funded by the U.S. You know, yeah. What, what's the connection? You know, and, and why was why was Putin? very excited about those labs and why was he trying to destroy them so there's something there and uh and it has to be investigated and and brought out and there's got to be accountability um you know we've got all these things happening very quickly in front of our very eyes and and why are they now still pushing these shots knowing that there's problems with them 
you know. Oh, the so boosters. The, all these know, booster shots. To, what are we on to five or six now? Oh, booster? God, I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, and, and, and we look at see how Joe Biden is compromised and the entire Biden family. I, I've There's been information that's come out over the past few days in which not just Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, but various members of his family have all been receiving enormous payouts Joe Biden's from China. brother, right? His brother. Yeah. Even. Yeah. All of them, the entire Biden family. They've been reading, uh, receiving uh, uh, payments of hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yet the Democrats aren't um, asking questions about this. As a matter of fact, when, when there's any investigation, these Democrat politicians come out, ah, oh, this is just a waste of time. It's a waste of time. Have they don't mind lo- wasting time. Have you lost your at, mind? Have, they don't mind wasting time on ridiculous things if it comes to Trump. Well, trying to find a crime. They literally have identified Trump as somebody that, oh, well, we are going to find a crime to prosecute him on when there is a pile of crimes for the Biden crime family that uh, they they don't want to do anything about that. Or the Obamas or the Clintons or... I mean, you know, we've talked about people being overwhelmed. It's like, I feel that way myself. I'm overwhelmed with what's going on. It's like there's so much. It's like, you know, every week when I do this show, I have to pick and choose, well, what what scandal am I going to talk about next? <laughs> it's like there's never a shortage of material. I remember I remember Rush Limbaugh joking around about that. Boy, he left the world in, just in time, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Uh, the good Lord took him out at a good time. I I know. It's like I remember him talking about. It. It's like you know, uh, it'll it'll just make for more things for me to talk about. Hmm. Even you know, newscasts they you watch the news and they try and give you think about it. It's maybe the last thirty seconds where the news every night will end with something good because they have an hour, you know, or forty eight minutes. 49 minutes of all the tragedy, all the things that are going on, but they try and end and it's getting harder. Some of them are just even ridiculous what they end the news with every night. Well, yeah. And depending on what news you listen to, we're trying to end the news, uh, the TV, you know, right. Seven, 13, four, whatever. The last 20 seconds, we got to find something good, happy, positive to say, because our whole newscast has been, you know, well, you know, drama. A lot of people that, in in my opinion, are have been indoctrinated and they're just completely brainwashed. The, all they listen to is like mm-hmm. MSNBC. They listen to CNN. They listen to a bunch of these lefty news, and this is all they watch all the time. Mm-hmm. And I there's a really funny clip I have that talks about like literally if you tune into these stations. And I've played this clip before, but I'm gonna play it again right now because I think it's appropriate. Is it the one where everyone all across the country is saying the same thing? Different news stations, it's, different networks. It is terrifying. Listen to this. This is really good. Anytime someone asks me why I don't use my degree in journalism, I just show them this video. Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is to, to serve, serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso, Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS 4 News produces. 
But we are concerned about troubling China, irresponsible, one-sided news stories plaguing our country. Plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish the same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased Funny they false should say fake stories has become all too common on social media. media. More alarming, some this is so extremely dangerous to our democracy. That? This is extremely dangerous to That's our democracy. That's what I often ask. This is extremely who dangerous. Who is scripting that across the country? Who is scripting that across? You're right. This is extremely because dangerous to our democracy. These people are all reading from exactly the same script. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is the video I'm going to show a million times over. Isn't that insane? I, and you wonder why we have so many people that seem to be completely brainwashed. This is why. <clears throat> How does anybody... This is the question I've got. How does anybody actually become... want to become a journalist when this is what it is to be a journalist in today's world? Yeah, it's not Walter Conkright in, anymore. No, no. When you, when you become a journalist nowadays, unless you're on like a station like Newsmax or OAN, even yeah. Fox News is questionable these days. Sure. <clears throat> you are given a script to read. Right. You, you, you're not using your own mind. I, I had somebody sometime back say, oh, Becca, it's like, you know, maybe you'll like one of these days you'll kind of come up in the world and you'll, you'll get to be on a TV news station. It's like, why in the heck would I want to do that? <laughs> you know, because when I'm on here, I say whatever I want to say. Right. You know, and I dig actually do some, I actually do something that actually might be actually considered similar to some actual journalism. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually look stuff up and I look for things. Sure. And I, and I dig around for facts. In yes. multiple places. In, in multiple places. In multiple multiple medias. Oh yeah, I mean, if you look at my show notes, like I upload them to my website every every week. When after I do my show, I upload my show notes, and you'll see that I get information from all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, not just one specific link. Yeah, I love the Epoch Times. I, I look at a lot of stuff there, but mm-hmm. I get stuff from all over the place. Heck, I even get stuff. I get stuff from social media because there's a lot of people on the ground uh, f- digging out, digging up some really good information on social media and they're out there with their webcams i think a lot of people are starting to wake up and they're starting to do their research and looking for the facts and they're they're challenging what is coming about in the news and also what's coming about with our government and what they're pushing well i hope so i hope a lot of people are waking you know I, i i make it a point being a civil affairs guy that was my mission overseas and i had various missions but um working and talking with the people the locals finding out the bottom line, finding out what was going on with the threat. Uh, I do the same thing today, and I talk to a lot of the, the, the immigrants coming across and their beliefs and what they think is going on. Yeah. And those people are pretty smart, and they're not blind. And they feel the same way. They think, and even the Muslims think, the guy that's up there in the White House is, you know, he's a nutcase. Yeah. He's evil. Yeah. And they don't believe what's going on, but they're desperately trying to get into this country, so they're putting up with all the BS all this crap. But these people still have a strong faith uh, system, and they fall back on it. Yeah. So they're not going to easily just sway to that side. They're going to do whatever they got to do to get in the country. I would do the same thing if I was escaping 
tyranny from yeah. some country. Right. Yeah. You know, I would do whatever I have to get to do to get in this country with my family. And then, of course, once you're settled in, then you're going to you're going to stand up for your belief system. And that's what it boils down to. That's what we're doing. We're standing up for our belief system. And we're a minority. I, I, I was already a minority in one respect. Now I'm a minority as a Christian. I'm like, wow. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's a never-ending story with yeah. what's going on with the corruption and the evil in this country. And, and, uh, but, hey, here we go. You know, this it, we're going to find out more and more is going to be disclosed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think and, so. And, and, and we're seeing it. It's getting more disturbing. And, uh, and everybody's in denial. We have a lot of folks in denial out there. So with the minutes we have left, why don't we go through? The, I've got uh, release 14 of the Twitter files. I've been following those. Each week I try to cover like one release. And so I was looking at, have you have you been keeping up with the Twitter files at all, you guys? Somewhat, yes. Yeah. So so you know that what the, what the government was doing is they were pushing, they were really pushing hard on these social media outlets to, to forward this fake Russian collusion, Russian... You know the Russians. The Russians are coming. Yeah, you know, and they're 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 pushing this whole thing that the Russians were all over social media, mm. which it appears to be completely false. Mm. You know, like so. So this release fourteen of the Twitter files. They're talking about how. Um, it says crucial moment in years long furor. This is from Matt T- Tabby Tabby Tabby. Uh, Democrats denounced a report about flaws in the Trump-Russia investigation, saying it was boosted by Russian bots and trolls. You know, they were trying to push this whole Russian narrative because they were trying to take down Trump. Mm-hmm. I mean, face it, they were trying to take down Trump during the, his entire presidency. Yeah. But it's becoming obvious now that through Twitter, they were basically all these different three-letter government agencies. They were leaning on Twitter and Facebook and 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 Google and all of these other companies to uh, forward this whole Russian narrative, which really didn't exist. And I've talked about in earlier versions of the Twitter files in which the government would come down hard on Twitter and say, hey, you know, we're going we're gonna to cause you a real PR nightmare unless you come up with some more Russian collusion. You've got to find some Russians. Mm-hmm. And they just weren't finding Russians. So... Matt uh, Tab- Tabby, he was saying on this one, on this here, it says Twitter officials were uh, aghast, finding no evidence of Russian influence. And it says here, <laughs> this is what what Twitter is doing. We are feeding congressional congressional trolls, not any significant activity connected to Russia. Putting the cart before the horse, assuming this is propaganda bots, and so. They've got all these letters on here where they're, they're getting all these correspondence from the CIA and the FBI and all these different three le- – and even directly from like, uh, like uh, people like uh, Dianne Feinstein and uh, – who was Pencil Neck, the guy that uh, Trump was talking about. Uh, what was the guy's name? Shifty Schiff, you know, oh, Adam, Schiff. Adam Schiff. Yeah, he was also communicating directly with Twitter, telling them, oh, well, we need to find some more Russians. Twitter warned politicians and media they not only lacked evidence, but had evidence the accounts weren't Russian and were roundly ignored. 
uh, says here on January 18th, 2018, Republican Devin Nunes, which, you know, he was pushing back hard against this whole fake Russian narrative, submitted a classified memo to the House Intel Committee detailing abuses by the FBI in obtaining FISA surveillance authority against Trump-connected figures. See, that's another thing I have problems with, too, is they basically, and and this this release talks about how they were uh, coming out with these continual FISA warrants when they didn't have any new information. And apparently from what I learned from this is that if you come out with a FISA warrant and you want to continue that FISA warrant and get another warrant for that same person, you have to have bring forth new evidence, sure. not just the old evidence that you used before. And they had clear proof that uh, like this stuff by Christopher Steele was completely bogus and questionable, yet they were pushing the narrative anyway. Mm -hmm. And that's what this release talks a lot about. Let's see if they got anything interesting on here. Um, The Nunes assertions would virtually all be verified in a report by Justice Department Inspector General Michael Horowitz in December of 29. But that was ignored. It was ignored that his uh, what he was saying was actually true, and they continued to like push this information out to the uh, media, namely MSNBC, CNN, mm-hmm. all the all the normal suspects. Mm-hmm. Anyway, guys, we're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have uh, everybody that's listening, I am going to have uh, the show notes posted, links to all of these things we talked about, so you can dig into them a little bit more thoroughly, and you have something you want to share with everyone real quick. Yeah, so I'd like everyone to know that Cabazon Wounded Warrior Haven, we are hosting a, what we do it once a year, a fundraiser. We're having a golf tournament on April 30th. You can get information on our website, which is cabazonhaven.org. You can email me at cabazonehaven at gmail.com. We are on Facebook, Cabazone Wounded Warrior Haven. And uh, the golf court, the tournament is going to be held at Blinn this year. So it's April 30th. Please look us up on social media or on our website. We, We really would love some sponsors and some players. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, too, for coming on with me. It was a quick three hours, wasn't it? It was fun. (laughs) I didn't realize how long it was. (laughs) (laughs) So send me your questions and comments to Becca at freedomspeaknm.com. Check out our website, uh, freedomspeaknm.com. Dot com and you can uh, next week on Friday morning you can click on that uh, rumble link and watch us live and hopefully interact with us through phone if you want to check out our uh, podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher and Apple iTunes like, follow, share, share, share we're being censored like you wouldn't believe freedom is essential to everyone liberty and freedom are rights not privileges it's time to stand up and tell the Marxists and those pushing the woke agenda Hell no, we won't comply. We are the resistance. We are the resistance.